Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, love. Hope you are having an amazing day wherever and whenever you are listening to this. Today's episode is going to sound possibly a little different than our typical standard episodes because it is a repurposed live. I did this live the other day in my Facebook group, Six Figure Influencer, and on Instagram, and I'm really happy with the value. The value is there. It's jam-packed. It's relevant. I feel like Everybody could use these tips because video is so important to be growing an online business. So even if you feel confident with your videos right now, I still recommend listening to this because you never know what little golden nuggets you can take from a good piece of content. So anyway, I hope you enjoy this. If so, I would love to see this tagged in your stories or shoot me a message on Instagram. And by the way, I am going live a lot more often on Instagram and in my Six Figure Influencer Facebook group. So if you ever want to pop on or join the group, these lives are great because not only do I cover a specific topic most times, but I also will hang out and answer your questions. So it's a great way to be face-to-face and get a little bit of coaching and added support for whatever it is that you are needing at the time. All right, so sit back and relax and hear four tips for helping you feel and appear more confident on video. Hi, friends. Hope y'all are having a great Friday so far. I'm going to go live on Instagram really quickly, and then I'm about to share some some juicy tips for anybody who is looking for some tips to be more confident on camera. So give me just a second. Feel free to say hey as if you're on with me. Let me know how you're doing. And of course, if you have any questions, feel free to share them in the chat and I'll hang out and and answer any questions that you have. Hi friends. Hello. Happy Friday. Hi, hi, hi. Impromptu live. I'm super excited about it. Um, So today we're going to talk about um, four tips to be more confident on camera. Jen, girlfriend, I hope you have power. Hi. Hi, everybody. How's everybody's Friday going? Hey, Michelle. Hey, Christina. Hello, my loves. Nobody's talking to me on Facebook yet. (laughs) It's okay. So I'm going live on Instagram and on Facebook. So if you see me looking back and forth, that is why. Okay. So let's go ahead and get to it. I got this topic idea from my girl, Lauren. Um, last week, I made an Instagram post and I asked for some podcast episode ideas because if, you know, maybe you have a podcast or, you know, same thing for topic, like content topic ideas. 
sometimes after a while, it's hard to come up with some fresh ideas, right? And I love getting thoughts and and feedback and ideas from you all. So um, I got a ton of really good ones, like almost a hundred ideas, and they were all really, really good. So I wanted to go live and I'm going to be covering, this is one of them that I got from my girl, Lauren, four tips to be more confident on camera. So we are going to talk about that. And if you have any questions, it's my dog, feel free to put them in the question box and I will hang out and answer those whenever I get done. Hey, Gina. Okay, so how to be confident on camera. This is such this is such a great question. And this is really, really important because if you are serious about wanting to grow your business on Instagram um, and online in general, you need to be on camera, right? We all know this. The camera is very, very important, especially during a global pandemic when that's really all, we can't go in person. We can't have as many in-person events as we used to. So, sorry about that. How we work through that is by doing videos and showing up in your stories and doing lives and reels and whatever kind of video that you feel comfortable doing. All right, I personally, I like doing a good mix. I love showing up in stories. I love doing IGTVs, depending on what it is that I have to talk about. Um, I love my reels. Y'all know that I love my reels. I, I love video now, but it used to not always be that way. I don't know how long you have been following me. Maybe it's been for a short period of time. Maybe it hasn't. It's been a little bit longer, but... I've shared this before that I used to be somebody who used to massively, massively struggle with video. I had a huge fear around it. I hated the way I looked on video. I hated the way that I sounded on video. I didn't feel confident. I didn't really know exactly how to articulate the things that I wanted to teach to you all. And this, so to give you some context as far as time is concerned, this was probably two thousand seventeen when I was dealing with this, and so we didn't even have TikTok, we didn't have reels, but stories was becoming a pretty big thing um and video in general for a while had become become more and more popular and up until this point, this is when I was coming out as a mentor or a coach. I had experience managing social media for clients, but I, I didn't have a brand yet like I do now and a presence and an audience and social proof like I do now around mentoring women like you on how to grow your business online, right? So the way that I had been trying to establish myself at that point was through posts, like static posts and blogs and things that didn't require me to show up on camera just like this. And it didn't get me anywhere. Like it got me nowhere. I was getting no traction because at the time stories were the hot new thing. Like that's where everybody was showing up and people were seeing massive results from stories and just video in general, right? YouTube, you name it. And 
again, I had this really big fear. And for months and months and months, I continued to let that fear hold me back to the point that I, I wasn't making any money. I was getting very little engagement. It was just, it sucked. And it, and I knew, I knew that that was a big reason why. And yeah, like I was, you know, I was a novice in my business. I had a lot of things to learn. I had a lot of, of things just to get prepared in my own business. But I knew that the video piece was a huge, huge reason and, and piece of the puzzle that was missing from my overall strategy. And I had to have kind of a come to Jesus moment where I just had to like look at my current results and be honest with myself and ask myself, is this what I am comfortable with receiving moving forward? Like, are these the results that I want to continue to have moving forward? Because I knew it wasn't going to get any much bigger than that if I continued to hold myself back and, and give in to that fear. And of course, the answer was no. Right. So I knew that I had to, to get over it. So what I did was I set a date in my calendar and I said, okay, on this date, I'm going to go live just like I'm going live right now. And I, I can't remember if it was on Instagram or I think it was on Instagram. I might've gone live a few times on Facebook. I can't remember, but I set that date and I said, okay, on this date, I'm going to go live. And I did. And I was super awkward. It was super weird, but what was good about that is nobody was very mean to me. Um, like, like I feared they were going to be, and even if they had, like, it wasn't a big deal and people were supporting me and just that little leap of faith in myself made me feel more confident. And from that point on, I started showing up more in my stories. I started doing a few more lives and just started leaning into video more in general. And my business never looked the same after that. And again, I know there are so many other factors that I'm sure played into that, but I know like to create the level of success that I've created and work with the amount of women, I would not have been able to do that if you guys could not see me in person like you're seeing me right now. If you couldn't see me showing up in my stories and teaching you and get a feel for me as a human, not just a picture on a screen. So I know that that was a big part of my success in my business was getting more comfortable and leaning into video. So I just wanted to give you that backstory so that you understand that it's not like I just woke up one day and decided to to show up in stories every single day and do lives. And it was always easy for me because it was not. Um, and since then I have worked at it and, and it wasn't after that first live that all of a sudden I was super confident and I was super good on video. And some people might argue that I'm not good on video now and that's okay. But at least like I see results in my business that I'm proud of. And those, and those things are growing because of how I show up in video. So, when I was thinking of tips to give you for this training, I kind of like put myself back in my shoes back in 2017 and 2018 when I felt really, really awkward. And, um, and this was something that I was really struggling with even after I was already showing up. So I have four tips for you right now that I feel like are strong tips for anybody out there that this is something that you are struggling with. And feel free to let me know in the comments 
if this is something that you're struggling with or if there's something specific around this that we could maybe talk about too, feel free to put those in the comments. But these are four tips that if you are feeling shy on video, nervous, awkward, um, or you just feel like you don't have the experience yet to show up in, in the way that you want to, these four tips are for you. All right, so the first one that I want to offer you, if you are, and I think the way that Lauren worded this question was she said like she wanted tips for being more confident on video and she said that she felt like anytime she hit live or or started recording a story she said she used the word awkward that she was feeling really awkward so and and i get that and i still feel like that from time to time so the first thing that the first tip that i want to offer you around this is before you do any kind of video and honestly, this isn't even limited to video. This can be writing an email, writing a post, creating anything that you are putting out into the world and that other people are going to see. Make sure that you are thinking of the right people. Make sure you are writing to the right people. Make sure that you are speaking to the right people. All right, it is so easy to before you you create something to let your mind go into that negative space of oh crap what's so and so gonna think is somebody gonna think i'm trying too hard or i'm trying to be an influencer is somebody gonna make fun of me because of the type of business i'm in um are people gonna wonder like who does she think she is or whatever it's so we first of all we all have those insecurities we all have those those negative thoughts. That's definitely something that we all deal with. But you don't have to think of those and you shouldn't think of those before you show up online and before you create something. Because what's that, what that's going to do is it's going to make you feel more nervous. It's going to make you feel more awkward, more insecure. And then that is going to translate on a video, right? Like people are going to pick up on that energy. Even if you are trying to fake your confidence, if you are thinking in your mind of all the people, the naysayers, the haters, whatever, people are going to be able to pick up on that. Even through writing and typing online, they will be able to pick up on that. Don't think of them because yeah, they're out there. We all have haters we all have you know there's all there's naysayers there's mean people online who are going to say hateful things period i don't care what business you're in for whether you're an influencer or a doctor or whatever there's always going to be some hateful people but there's also the people as many if not more on the other spectrum that need what it is that you have to offer that need to hear your perspective on whatever it is you're talking about, that need the product or the service that you're talking about. There are many, many more people who would love to hear where you are at right now in your business and how you got to where you are and whatever it is that you're doing. So think of those people first. Think of the positive people, the people that actually need what it is versus the people that don't. That right there, that little shift in energy is going to make the biggest difference for you and what you put out there and how you show up. All right. Remember your why. Why are you doing this? So for me, whenever I was struggling with video and, you know, and I felt like I was going to die, I felt like I was going to like hyperventilate. 
I had to constantly remind myself, why am I doing this? Why am I making myself uncomfortable right now? Why am I pushing myself out of my comfort zone right now? It's not for vanity. It's not for fun. It's because I believe in my ability to coach women. I believe in what it is that I sell. And in order for me to impact more women, I have to put myself out there. So you need to remember the same thing for yourself. You have to remember, like, why are you doing this? Why are you selling what you sell? You clearly believe in your product or service because you're, you're doing it. And if you don't, that's a problem. I'm going to save this video, I promise. Um, hopefully you believe in what you sell and what you have to offer. If so, remind yourself why and who it is for and think of that person before you get on video or create any kind of content, okay? That is your ideal client. Think of that person, not the other people. It's gonna be a huge, huge shift and positive change in your energy. The second tip to feel more confident on video is make a couple of bullet points. Like make your job a little bit easier. I know there's been, I remember like, especially on stories, I felt like I had so much to share around this subject. And I would get on there and I would just like talk, 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 talk. And I would go off on tangents. I've done lives like that. It was just totally not focused because yeah, like I think no matter how seasoned you are on video, something happens when you go live. You just like, you're gonna get some nerves. I think like even the best people, you're going to get some nerves. So create a couple of notes for yourself. Like I have notes right here. I have bullet point notes that I'm going through just to keep myself on track because sometimes it, like it's going to happen. You're going to get thrown off. I just saw Chris behind me. Like I got a little thrown off from that and just anything that's going to help you keep you focused and keep your message to the point, powerful and succinct the better you're going to feel about it, the more confident you're going to feel and the better the message itself is going to be. And something else that I used to do, I do this less now, but something that I used to do religiously was I would pre-record my stories. So obviously you can't do that on a live, but and I have something to say about the lives too. Like there there's a perk to just going live. But I used to pre-record my stories. So instead of like recording and posting and recording and posting, I would, I would film it a couple of times. I recorded a couple of times until I felt confident with how I said the thing that I said. And, you know, until I got it like the most eloquent way that I could. And that served me in the beginning. But I will say you have to be careful about that because if you are a perfectionist, that can be a massive time suck. And, um, and there is such a thing of like over perfecting your message to where it comes across too perfect or too, like a little too, like you're trying too hard or I don't know. I, like there's something about like where it almost seems like you're reading off a teleprompter. By the way, I used to do that. I literally like before I would record videos, I, I, Side note, when I used to record IGTVs, I couldn't remember the things I wanted to talk about because I had massive mom brain at the time because Cruz was very, very young. 
I was getting very little sleep. I could not for the life of me remember like strings of thoughts to share on video. So I, they're, they're like teleprompter apps. And I used to like literally read from a teleprompter on my phone. I do not recommend that. It was like such a time suck and so frustrating, but just like to give you some context again, like how far I have come, like you can do this too. Don't do the teleprompter thing. But my point in sharing that is if you, if you're dealing with some perfectionism, I recommend like just make a couple notes for yourself, maybe pre-record it, but don't try so hard to make it perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And it's going to come across, um, at not as authentic as it could. All right. So, um, make a couple notes, pre-record it if you have to, but something that I love about lives and the reason why I decided to go live right now versus sit down and record a podcast of this is because when you're going live, you can't stop and edit yourself, right? I can't just stop and be like, crap, let me say that again, or let me back up. When I'm recording a podcast, that little perfectionist side of me just runs rampant and I stop and I edit and I stop and I edit and it takes for freaking forever. The the beauty of going live is you just, you got to get the message out the way that it naturally comes out. And there's some magic to that. So, um, just keep that in mind, but you know, start with where you're at, practice it a couple of times. If you need to pre-record it, if you need to, but don't, don't overdo it. My third tip for anybody that is wanting to feel more confident on camera is to please understand that your quirks, your awkwardness, the, the little things that make you, you are relatable and your differentiators. And those are the things that's going to make you stand out and make your people gravitate toward you. There is such a thing of like, again, trying to, when you try and over perfect something or think some, like overthink something so much that you like wear away all of the genuineness of, of you as a human, right? When you try and like make your words or change your wording, like how you would actually say something or you just over rehearse, right? You, you just, you get rid of that authenticity. And there is something really beautiful about that. I mean, that sounds cheesy to say, but what kind of made me realize this is I started paying attention to the people that I liked watching on stories. All right. We all have like our people that you just, for whatever reason, you gravitate toward their stories because something about them, they, it just speaks to you. And anytime I watch somebody who was, I don't know, maybe abrasive or fumbled on their words or said something completely wrong or was silly and, and just showed up as themselves. It made me, I was like, that is so refreshing. And I think the reason why is because we're, you know, on Instagram for a while there, it got a little weird. Like it got a little too done up, a little too polished. And I think we were all, and we still are craving that realness. And it finally clicked that people might be wanting, needing that from me too. They probably are right. But me like 
being so critical of myself and trying to perfect myself so much, it was diminishing the real parts of me. You know, the parts that like made me stand out from other people. And some people might hate that part of me, but some people might love it. So it definitely was a process for me to get more comfortable with with those parts of me and how I speak and how awkward I am sometimes and weird. And it's still a process. It's still to this day something that I work toward. Um, but I just want to remind you that those those things are are real and relatable and those will be the things that make people stick around and trust you because that's just how you are so i want you to get comfortable like if you have a stutter or you have a, an accent or you have something like i used to be so concerned i had um a really crooked tooth on my bottom teeth and i i got braces um, but that was something that like freaked me out and I hated seeing it on camera. And it just like thinking back, it makes me sad a little bit because it was something I was so insecure about. And the other day I came across an, a, a blogger um, who does home decor and she had like the same the same crooked tooth that I did. And I was like, Man, that's, I don't, it didn't need to be something that I was so concerned about. And it's just kind of sad that it, it was such a deal for me. So anyway, um, we often make the tiniest things feel like, like people are going to hate it or make it feel so much worse than what it is. I'm, I'm even finding a hard, having a hard time, like expressing or finding the words for this right now. But I think you guys are getting what I'm saying. Cause I see your comments. So anyway, just own it, like own how you are. Um, and this is another to kind of circle back to that first tip. Remember, like think of the right people. Remember your ideal client. Whenever I teach about your ideal client, if you've ever worked with me or you ever heard me coach on this, I always say try and connect your ideal client to somebody that you actually know, right? Like if you create an ideal client profile and if you need one, you can go to the link in my bio. I think it's linked there. Um, if not, I'll link it. But when you create an ideal client profile, that is your person that like really needs what it is that you have to offer, right? I want you to take that profile and think of somebody that fits that description that you actually know. Best case scenario, like a best friend or a sister, somebody that actually knows you that you're really comfortable with right because when you're able to do that then whenever you show up on camera or you're about to show up on camera or you're writing a caption or anything like that you think of that person and i say this all the time like whenever you show up on camera whenever you are writing any kind of caption or creating any kind of content i want you to talk to one person i want you to talk to that ideal client and think of them as somebody that actually knows you so that whenever you're showing up, I am thinking of my ideal client, like who, who's like a friend to me. So I'm not trying to sound smarter than I am. I'm not trying to be cooler than I am. Like I'm just showing up as me. I'm talking to you as I would a girlfriend explaining these things to her, or at least I'm trying to. So that is something that I've done for a couple of years now, and it has been a game changer in terms of not only getting my message out there in a more authentic way, but also 
connecting to you. So many of you who are my ideal clients and really resonating with you, thus making a lot of you want to work with me versus maybe somebody else. And that can happen for you as well. All right. And then the fourth and final tip to help you feel more confident on camera is just understand and remind yourself that how you get better is by showing up. Okay. You learn and get better by doing, you don't learn and get better in most things by reading about it or listen, listening to podcasts about it. I mean, you could get tips just like this, but at the end of the day, how you learn how to swim is by getting in a pool, how you learn to get confident on camera is by showing up on camera. That's the fastest way around it. So if this is something that you're dealing with or you're holding yourself back, jump in the pool, get in there. You're not going to die. Nobody's going to be mean to you. If they are block them, you're going to be fine. And then even better when you get a little practice and the more you show up, you're going to be able to see how that directly impacts your business in a positive way, which is going to incentivize you and make you want to do it more, which means you're just going to get more practice and you're going to get better and better as you go. Okay. So those are my four tips for you. Hopefully that was helpful. Like I said, this is totally something that I can empathize with because this is totally something that I used to deal with and still do sometimes, guys. I still deal with this myself, I promise you. But you just have to push through it. If you're wanting to grow a business online, this is something that you, you just have to push through. There's really no way around it, unfortunately, because we would have figured it out. But it does get easier. Okay. I'm going to scroll up and see y'all's comments. For some reason, I can't see. No comments are coming up on Facebook, but last time I did that and I, I looked on Facebook, there were comments, but I couldn't see them live. So if you're talking to me on Facebook, I can't see any comments. So I apologize. Okay. Michelle asked, how long did it take you to get to this level of com comfort in front of the camera? Not long. I mean, this level, I've been doing it for a while, right? I've been doing it for, what year is it? <laughs> um, going on three years now, like at this much in front of the camera, that's a lot of time. And I'm talking like almost every day on stories, just about every day. So gosh, if you go through, I mean, hmm. part of me does not want to say this, but I know it will be helpful. Go, oh man, am I about to say this? Go look at my old IGTVs. Just take a gander. Man, I, I'm so annoyed with myself, but it's going to help you. Go look at my old IGTVs. Just scroll through. You will see it is cringy. A lot of them, I think, are cringy with a capital C to the point that I see them and I want to delete them so badly. But the reason why I don't is because that is where I was at in that journey. That is just, it just was. And I know, like, I keep that as a reminder for myself because, like, cool, we've come a long way. Um, and also for you. So if, if you feel like you are cringy too or, or awkward, you can see that like 
that's often where you start. And it's, there's something cool about that. So just go, go have a laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I have so much to share. I'm working on being more concise. Yeah, that's, I, if I can, sometimes I get in my archives for stories and I, like way, way back, and my stories just go on and on. This is back when we could record like up to 10 stories at a time. Do y'all remember when that was a thing for a while? And I would just go on and on and I'm like, for the love, I still do this. I mean, I'm just long-winded, but... It helps like make the bullet points. I try really hard. I'm like, okay, three tips. We can give him three tips. We don't have to give 12. <laughs> I couldn't even do it today. I was like, oh, I'm going to do four. <laughs> we are our own worst critic. Don't forget that too. Of course, people, we always think people are thinking of us. And the fact of the matter is they're, they're not. They're not. <laughs> and even that's scary to think about, right? Um, sorry, my phone is like dying. But, but yeah, people often aren't thinking of us as much as we think they are. So when you can finally wrap your head around that, that's super freeing too. And everybody is so concerned with themselves. Like we are all thinking about ourselves. Remember that. I'm worried about what you're thinking of me. You're worried about what other people are thinking of you. Like it, everybody on some level is dealing with that. Very rarely are people watching your stories critically like, uh, what's wrong with her tooth? <laughs> They're not. Katerina, I love your nose. Listen, as a girl who also has a distinct nose, I love that. Do you know, I almost got a nose job. In my, this is why I strongly feel like women should not be able to get plastic surgery until they are 25 and up. <laughs> that might, people are going to come after me. The feminists are going to come after me for that because I feel like the older you get, the more comfortable you get. And you realize like how precious those, those different parts of you are instead of like trying to look like a carbon copy of everybody else. But I almost got a nose job too, because the thing's big, but now I love it. It's my favorite feature. You know, I don't know. I love, I love big noses personally. That's just me. Jan. Yes. I have my laptop that is going live on Facebook and my phone is going live on Instagram. Highly recommend by the way, if you have a Facebook group or a page. Can you talk about lighting? So I do have a ring light. I'm clearly not using it right now. Right now I'm just using, we have windows and there's snow outside. So we're getting like some decent lighting. Um, not on Facebook. Facebook is a hot mess. It looks awful. Lighting does. So I apologize. But um, I, I try really hard to get natural light. I feel like that works the best. And then um, second best are ring lights. You know, overhead lighting is funky and, and scary for all of us. So just look on Amazon for like a tripod ring light. Get one with good reviews. Otherwise, try and get some natural light. Maya asked, what is your strategy with going live on Instagram? I'm so nervous about it, but I want to try. Okay, so... With Instagram, 
This is a really good question because I used to go live in the past, but it was like I was walking alone in a desert. <laughs> And, uh, and, and I, w I was alone. I was just alone. And maybe some people would pop in and out like little mirages and, uh, and then they would disappear. That was my experience with Instagram lives not very long ago. I'm talking like within a year. So I didn't do them anymore. And I heard so many people talking about how great lives are for their business. And I saw, and I wanted to do them because I loved just I love this idea and just knocking out content and you know getting it over with and not overthinking it but i just wasn't getting good results and then a few just a couple months ago i randomly decided to go live and i don't know why i just randomly decided to and like 60 people hung out with me i was shook i was shook now granted in the past year my audience has grown and you know and yeah we've grown as a business i've grown as a person as an entrepreneur i've built more relationships with you all so i'm sure that had something to do with it but i think instagram has also done a better job notifying people when people are live maybe and then like being able to add titles to what you're talking about so yeah, I randomly went live and it, it worked out really well. And I was like, well, is that a fluke? So I did it again. It worked out great. Um, so now I try really, really hard to go live once a week. It's not perfect. I missed last week, you know, but but I try really hard one time at least a week to go live. And I love it because to be able to answer your questions in real time and just to hang out with y'all and, and to see little hearts. I mean, it's it's fun. So I recommend that if you are on the fence or you're feeling nervous about it, just give it a shot. When it comes to going lives too, I have found having something to talk about is really, really helpful. So notice I didn't come on here and I was like, hey, I'm just answering y'all's questions and then have to like sit here and wait for your questions to come in because you know, maybe people are busy or they don't have time to, to ask a question. So then you're just sitting there and it, that's when it feels really awkward. So I nine times out of 10 will come on with something specific to teach you on like a little mini training. So today, four tips to be more confident on video. Um, the last time I can't remember exactly what it was. Every once in a while, if I don't have time to, to come up with some things to talk about, I'll just pop on and answer questions. But if you are somebody who maybe your audience is a little smaller or you don't have like that like no trust factor super built in yet with your audience, then just come on and riff on a few things specific. And then if people are and, and remind people, hey, if you have questions about this, feel free to drop them below. And if so, you can answer the questions. And if not, then you say, okay, that concludes my live. See you later. And nobody would like really realize that nobody asked questions, right? So that's what I recommend. Advice for coming up with things to talk about on stories every single day. Sometimes I struggle. Oh, Samantha, girl, I feel you. Trust me, I feel you. So I try... What I struggle with is just like giving little behind the scenes glimpses 
So like what I do is I, I'm always like, I need to show up and teach something. Like I need to have something super specific to talk about on stories. When in reality, sometimes you just don't have the content. You don't have the idea, but just popping in and being like, Hey, this is what I'm working on today. This is what my crazy office looks like, or this is something cool. I did hope you're having a good day. Just kind of, I always like the way I explain Instagram to the women that I work with is your feed is like your storefront. You want it to look pretty and balanced and have a ton of value and give a good representation of what you have to offer as a business owner. But then your stories are back of the house. That is like, it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be put together. It's not always going to come at you with a ton of value. Um, so often just like giving that glimpse of behind the scenes, that's usually the best content. I love when people I follow, like show the real life and show like, Hey, this is what's really going down right now because it makes me feel better about myself. And it's just interesting. So remember that it's always okay just to give those little glimpses. And then, um, and then also I use you all and my clients for content ideas all day, every day. So if I, if I had a coaching call that day and there was something that, that they asked me that was like, oh, that was a great question. Or maybe we had like a breakthrough moment, then I will somehow repackage that for you. Like, Hey, I just answered this question and I thought that it would be helpful for you all too. And I'll like share a few tips on whatever that subject was. So I like to do that. If I get questions from you in the DMS, I will answer and then I'll come on stories too. Cause if one person has a question, many people probably do too. So that's where I get my content ideas for stories. Oh yeah. Amanda. Yeah. So Amanda is referring to, I think you're referring to the reel that I shared where, um, the question box, right? Like, where you can throw up a question box on your stories and have your audience ask you questions. That's another way to get great content ideas, but sometimes they don't ask you questions or they're asking you the wrong questions, right? They're asking you about what, what sunglasses, what brand sunglasses you have when you really want them to ask you questions about your business or your product or your service. So what I used to do, when nobody would ask me questions is I realized that I needed to train my audience on the types of questions to ask me so that you would feel comfortable asking those questions. And you would understand that I had knowledge on these subjects and I, I would be a great person to be able to help you understand these things. So I used to literally ask my own questions. <laughs> um, and I didn't share it at the time, obviously, but I don't even think question boxes was a thing then because um, question boxes are more new. But like I would show up in stories and I wanted to be like, hey, I just got a great question from you about how to boost your engagement in Instagram. But nobody had asked that question. Or, or I would say, hey, if you have questions about my mastermind, DM me and I would get no questions. So I would just say, fine, you know what? I'm going to make up my own questions. And I would show up in my stores. I would say, hey, I just got the best question about my mastermind. So-and-so, or I wouldn't say their names. So I would be like, somebody asked blah, 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 blah. And I would pretend that somebody asked me a question. 
and I would coach and, and, and sh demonstrate my knowledge on whatever the thing was. And after doing that a few times, lo and behold, people started asking me the type of questions that I wanted them to ask me. So it just took like a little training on my behalf. And that is another great way to, to come up with things to talk about. So if your audience isn't asking you or you don't have clients yet or customers yet, that's asking you the types of questions that you wish they would ask you, put yourself in their shoes. What do you wish they would ask you? What do you want people to know about your product or service? And then pretend that somebody asked you, it works. All right, so I actually have to go in just a minute, but um, I wanted you guys to know that I will be doing this, I try and do this weekly, so be looking out for my lives. I will be repurposing this, and if you enjoy this type of information, you enjoy getting coached by me, I do have a few spots left open still in the mastermind. So if you have any questions on that, so the point of the mastermind this round is to boost your audience with the right people, your engagement, and obviously your sales. It's an ongoing program for three months. So if you want to be coached and work with me for the next three months, go to the link in my bio or shoot me a message and we will chat because I think there are at this point seven or eight spots left, okay? Um, but I hope this served you all. I hope you all have an amazing Friday and I will see you here next week. Well, I'll see you in stories all the time, but y'all know what I mean. Thank you for hanging out with me. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.